welcome everyone to We Just Wanna Podcast. We're three girls just navigating the Bay Area and just going through this crazy life together. I'm Liana. I'm Carol. And I'm Donna. So yeah, thanks again for checking us out. Um, And a huge shout out to our friends and family who checked out our Instagram and YouTube channel. We appreciate the support as always. Much love to you guys. Uh, Okay, so for this topic today, um, I know last time we kind of got in our feels with Kehlani and talked about relationships. Keep streaming in the album. (laughs) (laughs) Streaming now. Yeah, so um, so I figured it might be good for us to talk about self-love this time. What do you guys think? Let's, Let's get do it. To it. I right. think a lot of t- like podcasts right now are talking about relationships, or everyone's trying to you know figure themselves out with getting another person. But I, but I do think like talking about self love is kind of a good kind of start of where we're trying to go. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Okay, so we'll start with like a basic question, but pretty deep. I think, what does self love mean to you guys? Donna, you want to go first? Oh, (laughs) Um, let's split the two words apart. So what does self mean? And then what does love mean in terms of self? Um, Self basically means, you know, you. What does love mean in terms of self-love? Or what does self means in terms of love is, you know, putting yourself first and, um, doing things that you know would make you happy and um, and always make and always making sure that like if you're gonna give love to other people that you show the same level of love to yourself as well because I a lot of times people do treat others a lot better than they treat themselves um, and so practicing self love helps you you know realize your self-worth at the same time back to you donna (laughs) i mean for me i feel like self-love is like appreciating what you got for yourself you know it's whether it's making it's making the correct decision for you um that can be improving yourself or appreciating what you already have um that can go into effects of like physical mental personal if if you if you're happy, then that's self-love. You know, it's making yourself happy. It's being respectful to who you are and being grateful of what you have and what you want for yourself. I totally agree. So it's what makes you happy and just to kind of respect your boundaries. Um, and for me, I, I'm still kind of like in that stage where I'm defining my core values and core characteristics but also, um, and I think with love, I think it just means it's a, it's a verb, it's a course of action. And every day I'm always choosing to like be proactive and always better myself. I think that's how I take care of myself before I'm even able to give 100% to anyone else. Um, so, yeah. Quick question. Do you guys think it's better to love someone or to be loved for yourself? I'm more of the loving people. And that's just because I don't really seek anything in return when I do things for people. So I would rather love you more than you loving me back because that's, 
I don't do things for you for you to do things for me back. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, this is just my personality of I want to do things for people because I care about them and I do love them. And if they don't love me back, kind of bites me in the ass when, you know, I show feelings for someone and they don't return the feelings, then, you know, that's on me. But I don't, I wouldn't say I regret it because at least I put myself out there to show that love. And if they do love me back, that's great. But if they don't, then I just move on and I don't waste my time on that person. I mean, so the reason why I asked is because there's this Filipino song by Casey Tending, I think that's her name, and it's called Mahal Ako or Mahal Ko or Mahal Ako. So it's my love or the one who loves me. So Liana, what's your take on it? Ooh, I want to hear that song. Um, it's, okay. it's hella good. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I agree with Carol. I think in terms of like <laughs> growth, like, I, I just always learned so much when I care about somebody else. Um, but I do remember, like, it's so scary to be vulnerable when you're loving someone. Because <laughs> you're like, I think ah. that's the whole point of love is, like, being vulnerable <laughs> enough because you really can open yourself up to that person. Yeah. yeah, so in terms of for myself, like, I think I learned so much more than if I was just, you know, receiving love and just taking and taking and taking. Um, I think that I, I, what makes me happy is when I'm able to provide someone and give to someone. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my answer to your question, Donna. I want to hear yours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of like see it in both ways where if someone loves me, then we are giving it 110% to itself. Because then the only question is like, they yes, they love me, but do I love them? It's kind of like where that question kind of gets confusing because, you know, mm-hmm. what's the other part of the, what's the other part of the equation? Um, but in kind of where I'm saying both as you guys were, I'd rather love someone just because I feel like I'm giving more of myself. And like, like you guys said, like being more vulnerable. And that's like, the really biggest part of me is like I hate being vulnerable so the fact that I can be vulnerable means that I am going to give like 110% to loving you yeah I think I think the biggest part about choosing to love others as like our choice in this question is that we can at least control that so we can't control how other people love us if they want to love us very little or a lot like that's up to them we can't control that but at least we can control how we love someone because if we do notice that our love for them is not really mutual than their love for us, then we can choose to not love that person or give that person less love. So I think that's the biggest part for me is like, at least I can choose how much I want to love someone or how little I want to love someone. Mm. Yeah. 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 So the next question would be, um, do you guys think that before we're able to love anyone else, do we have to love ourselves or can we be like at 50% and be like, okay, cool. I can give 100% to this person. I don't think so. I think that if you're going to love anyone else, that you need to give that 110% to yourself first. And that kind of goes back to my point of if um, people love or you would love other people 
better than you would love yourself. And you would go out of your way to do things for others. But when it comes to giving yourself that alone time to really um, discover yourself a little bit more, or even just to, you know, self pamper your, um, yourself, I think a lot of people take that time for granted and don't really put a lot of importance in that. So I think that you need to give yourself that 100% first before you can give that 100% to anyone else. Yeah, like even if we're adults now, we are still growing. And I feel like we still have to take accountability of what we got. And then, but also keep in mind that we still have to better ourselves. So as long as you appreciate what, what you have, like I said before, then you are able to love someone else. Yeah, I agree. Um because I realized like before when I was together with someone, it's like I was always kind of putting 110% into this person and investing so much. And I think I realized that like that's putting a lot of pressure on the other person too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're kind of like, you don't have something for yourself. And, and that's where like codependency kind of come in when you don't have a foundation mm-hmm. for you. Um, so it's, it, and I gotta admit, like, it, it kind of is like hard work for you to kind of sit down with yourself sometimes as well. Um, yeah. I mean, like, it's, I don't think it's those like corny, like one liner where you stare in a mirror, you're like, I love you today. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 <laughs> it takes time. Um, there's not like a one one antidote where you're like you wake up one day you're like I'm flawless I think like you said it's about growth it's about the journey and it's just not being so hard on yourself mm-hmm. um so that's what I realized as well and and it can mean so much different things to different people mm-hmm. um so I guess like I'll share one type of activity that I do is like I I read as much as I can to to grow my mindset. And once I take care of that, or like I go for a walk after a stressful day, you come home to yourself. You're just like, I have all these like external stresses, but at the end of the day is how I respond to it. Um, yeah. What about you guys? Sorry. I think the biggest part about self-love is also just self-discovery. So it's not just like doing things that you know you love, but like trying new things that you've always been interested in, but you've never really took the time or um, you felt like that time deserved other people's time or not in that sense, but like you felt like whatever you were spending your time on for others is more deserving for others than it is for yourself. And so when you really take the time to do self-love and self-discovery, you're trying things that you don't know if it's going to make you happy. But a specific example that I think of for myself is baking. Like now you guys know I love baking, but like back then I didn't really take the time to do baking, even though I was always interested in it um, because that time was dedicated to, you know, other people. And so when I did start taking baking and really just setting my goal, a goal for myself for it, that's when like I kind of tried it with like one recipe and then I was like, oh, maybe that's like fun. And then I would try something else. And then I start getting the hang of the um, 
the activity of baking, but also trying new things with it and baking new things, for example. So now, and I've set my goal, goal of like trying a new recipe once a month. So then one recipe I'll try. And then every time I try a recipe for the first time, it always ends up bad. And then, so that way I can kind of figure out like, what did I do wrong? So I can improve the next time I would make this specific recipe. So like banana bread. I made four different recipes of banana bread, even though it would always come out like the same thing, but like trying different ways to make the same thing is kind of helping you discover what you can do to improve yourself, like outside of baking. So, um, I really enjoyed that. And then even taking the leap of faith of trying kickboxing, I've always been interested in kickboxing for years. Um, and when I really felt like I was I should take that leap of faith. I went for it and then I've never regretted it. So it's like kind of just figuring out like what you're interested in, taking that leap of faith into trying it out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least like you, you've tried it and know if you like it or not. And that's kind of a form of self-love. Donna? In all honesty, we always say, oh, we don't care what other people think about, you know, ourselves or in the way that we don't care what strangers think, but we do care about, you know, what our friends and our family think. And I, with self-love, it's hard to kind of give yourself that because you hear all these different criticism or opinions. And honestly, my self-love kind of does still re- go coincide with how my friends and family, who I, who, what they think of me. Um, you know, if I were to have a party and I were together, like my elementary friends, my high school friends, my college friends, my coworkers, you know, and they were, to talk about me, I want my character to be the same. And I think that self-love is for me is because they, I want my character to be who I see myself as. And if people can see the way I portray myself, then that's self-love for me. Because if they are talking well about me, then that's when I know that I have been appreciating myself and what I got. Um, and then kind of goes around there from everything else. Oh, I really like that. I mean, I, that just reminded me of like, I think there's a quote saying, people define you as you define yourself. Yeah. So, um, wow, you're pretty self-aware, dude. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) when I was younger, you know, I wanted to be like that cool girl who who everyone would want as a role model. And that's where I used that as my forte to see who I was. So I wanted, you know, people who are younger than me to be like, yo, like Donna did that. So I want to be like Donna. And that's why... I've been trying to be on a good side. That's why I've been trying to love myself more. So mm-hmm. self-love was kind of like my step to being that good role model. Because at the end of the day, it's how I, you know, how I left my mark. And, and I guess self-love was kind of like the start of that. Yeah, guys, just a disclaimer out there. Don- Donna is such a family person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she also has a big like... family too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. He knows. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I know that like how, whatever their perception of you, it means a lot. So, um, okay. So anyway, did you, did you guys have a question? <laughs> well, you didn't even answer your own question. Oh, how... I didn't? Yeah. Um, um, okay. So how, how I've been practicing um, self-love is just, just not being hard on myself. <laughs> Um, I think I'm such a like perfectionist and like I I want things to go well almost all the time and when I don't 
oops, when I don't reach the standard that I set for myself, I'm always overthinking it. I'm kind of dwelling in it. And now it's like, hold on, like, why are you being so mean to yourself? (laughs) You wouldn't talk like this to your friends or to someone that you care about. And so that's how I practice it. And just for me to, for, and I also like write a lot too. Um, I think that helps a lot with the narrative that goes in my head. So when you actually put words to pen and paper, you actually are more careful with your words. So that has actually been a really good practice and I do recommend journaling to everyone that I know. Um, Cause yeah, sometimes you're just like, you're able to reflect a little bit more and, and um, I don't know, it, it, it lifts a lot of weight off my shoulder. So yeah, those two, those two things are my go-to for sure. So I got a question. So are you guys, do you guys think you guys are employing a healthy perspective? Now you're talking about like you emptying out your thoughts, but do you think you guys are always carrying out that healthy perspective? Yes, I think so. Um, I I mean, I consider myself as like pretty positive generally, but it's also very important for me to realize that I need to be grounded and accept that whatever bad feelings that I have, that's valid too. I can't, I can't be go happy, lucky and bubbly all the time. Um, And once I kind of like became more grounded it was a lot more easier to recognize the bad, but also the good with it. And I'm able to kind of move on from something and actually ask myself, what is it teaching me? Yeah, I, I'm kind of similar in that aspect um, because I am also a pretty positive person. I'm very like optimistic, um, but instead, I, I'm not a journal kind of person. I've kind of discovered that about myself. I think I'm more of like a talking kind of person in terms of like, I'll talk to my friends and family for more validation of what I'm thinking. Um, because I do know that if I just talk to myself, then I'm only going to think one way. And I really do want to make sure that what I'm thinking is valid. And that's why I talk to friends family and friends about what I'm thinking and get their perspective. And if they kind of bring a different perspective, then that can, that can help me make sure what I'm thinking is right for me. Cause I know that my close family and friends know me well, as well as myself, um, sometimes even more than I do in certain topics and aspects. Um, so like they can really bring a different mindset that I wasn't even thinking because I'm so like closed off in certain things. So just making sure that what I'm thinking is um, valid for other people as well kind of helps me keep that healthy mindset for myself. Um, Fortunately, I don't go through those bad mindsets for myself because I just don't think in that way a lot. Um, But when I do or I feel low, um, I do like to talk to people about it just to make sure, just to even give myself um, that cheerfulness that I need if I'm like thinking low of myself I mean honestly I am a happy-go-lucky girl since I since I remember like I I don't act well in bad situations and what I kind of do is I think or you know I try to think 
things into existence. So let's just say like I'm driving, you know, going to park my car, you know, I'm going to, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to find a really great parking spot and I will look out for that parking spot. So I will legit go around a parking lot until I find, you know, that spot that I was thinking about. And that's <laughs> me going into that perspective of think positively because it'll come once you speak something into existence that's what you got and I think I kind of use that perspective in everything in life I can't go to bed with the thought that I could have done something or I can I can do something like for instance I got a tattoo not too long ago and I just for the past whole year I think I kept thinking about it and I kept you know putting myself into situations or perspectives of what if I got a tattoo what would it be and then when I finally got my tattoo I was, I was you know content of who I was now and then I can finally sleep you know with peace because I kind of think of like I think about it over and over again mm -hmm. which is healthy and not healthy but it's kind of like if you speak things into existence then it'll kind of work out for me yeah would you say you're a patient person <laughs> patience is a virtue I am still learning um, like both in a relate like both platonically and romantically patient <laughs> Is I, I think I do have patience to a certain extent, yes. Um, with myself, I don't think I have patience for myself because whether it's shopping, whether it's, you know, looking for a new pace of my career, I want everything to happen so quickly. Um, with people, I'm a little bit more understanding because, you know, I can't put myself into their shoes and I have to wait for their own pace and I'm totally respectful of that. But when it comes to me, I have no patience for myself. Like when I wanted to pay my room, I painted it like the next day. When I got a tattoo, <laughs> I waited a little bit, but I couldn't stop thinking about it until I finally got it. When I colored my hair, everything like that, like when I wanted a new job, I kept on applying because I couldn't stop thinking about it until I got it. So I have no patience for myself. <laughs> but I don't know if that's either if that's even self-love but I'm only pushing it's myself not. hard yeah, yeah but I'm pushing myself hard because I love myself too much to stay stagnant or you know stay in yeah. that bottom level you know or be basic yeah so I guess it kind of is in a way self-love because you're like you know you deserve this now so why not go get it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of similar in that way. Like I can be patient with other people when it, when it comes to myself and what I want. Like if I know I want it, then I want it as soon as possible and I will work for it until I get it. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of similar in that way. Oh my God. It just reminded me of my bad habit though. Like, like going to Marshall's and I'm like, I shouldn't get this, but then I get it because you're like justifying it. Like you deserve it. Self-love, but you're like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think of it as an investment. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. I think if you can reward yourselves like every once in a while with a good investment or something that you know you will love and use, then mm -hmm. like that's that's a form of self-love and that's you go get it, girl. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. I will. I've been. <laughs> yeah, guys, I don't know. I think it's always evolving with this self-love topic. It's just so much so much like discussion around it, like a lot of noise on social media for it. So I just wanted to kind of gather your thoughts. Like, do you guys think that there's like a one-off like medicine for all where you're like, that's self-love? Because I personally don't think so. I don't think so either. I think 
self-love can come into any form of like whole discovery part or even just pampering yourself for a day or giving yourself that um, skincare routine that you've always wanted to do or that you've been doing, but today it just seems like more accomplishing feeling. So um, I think it just depends on what you like to do and what makes you happy, but um, it could be any form of happiness or self-love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't follow like each other's, you know, list of how we love, mm-hmm. how we can love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, even like our way of thinking is all different between the three of us. Like imagine the whole world. If we were to live, if we were to think the same way, wouldn't we be living in a peaceful world right now? So like, I feel like we yeah. just have to take things at our own pace. And that's like the most important part is even mm-hmm. if you're like, it takes you a long time to love yourself, at least you're loving some part of yourself. And that's something you should be proud of. You know, I physically don't love myself a lot, but I'm coming to terms of accepting how I look in terms of my skin color or how short I am and stuff like that. So I guess it's just appreciating more what you got, especially, you know, growing older and being in quarantine that you're you're staring at yourself more and you're doing things for yourself. It kind of gives you that perspective, like just to do more. Yeah. Yeah. And have you guys (laughs) noticed like for myself, for me, like I noticed that once I was just I'm happy with myself like I have such a brighter perspective on things like mm-hmm. um like like you guys said like I became more appreciative I, I I was just filled with like gratitude for things and it wasn't easy for me to get into like a dark mindset or anything I think I think um so one of the books I've been reading is called the seven habits of highly effective people and he talks about this approach of inside out how everything is for for you to be proactive you have to think that things are in your control once you start with yourself um if there's something that's not going your way whether it's your job and you didn't get that promotion or if your boyfriend or girlfriend are not acting the way that you wanted or, um, you know, you, you get where I'm going, right? So, mm-hmm. but you have that power in yourself to kind of mold your perception and your perception is your reality. So, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, right now I'm reading a book or I just finished it. You know that book by Jen, I forgot her name, Jen Sin- Sincero, You Are a Badass. And you know, she's telling you to do all these things. And at the end of every list, it's always like about yourself or you. And I think like you always have to give yourself that reminder to like everything that you're doing is for you. Whether mm-hmm. you, you, you're thinking you're doing it for your family or, you know, making money for something else. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it always starts with you. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to the patient's questions that I asked earlier, like with self-love, there's there's no process and there's no timeline for it. It's like, it's a constant reminder to yourself that you, um, you are important to you and you should always constantly remind yourself that and put that mindset in your head that you are really important. Um, it may, 
to be someone else or to yourself, but um, always giving your constant reminder that you're important is very key here and not to rush the process either. Um, because sometimes self-love could take a couple months, it could take a couple years, it could be all your life. Regardless of if you have a significant other in your life, um, at least you'll always have a constant reason to love yourself or constant thing that you can do to love yourself. Yeah. Whether that's like hobbies, like planting, gardening, cooking, reading, writing, that's all you, baby. So take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say like, in no way are we perfect, but I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, we kind of accepted our circumstances to where we are. And that's why it's like, we don't mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing all the stupid hobbies that people think we're doing, but because it, it gives us joy. And that's what we're like, even with this podcast, you know, a lot of people not might be viewing it, but those who are listening and then the fact that we are continuing means that we love ourselves to see us trying to make this work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because we love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. That was a deep topic today, huh, guys? Conversation. Uh, Yeah. It's a a topic that I always come back to in my mind. Um, Just because I'm still learning on what self-love really means. I'm trying different things to act on self-love but even then like there's so many things I still want to try and even then like I have this like persona where I don't care you know what I think or other people think about myself but that is like like you said like a constant thought in my head like how am I loving myself more with the things I'm doing yeah no I'm I'm with you guys like I feel like as much as I want to say, like, I'm independent, I don't care what anyone thinks, like, I really do, too. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I see us three just kind of growing more into ourselves and being more confident and actually meaning it. When we say we don't give a shit, we give a shit, but maybe not as much as before. Yeah. So, um, so I think that was, we've, we've come a long way. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, should we go into a fun fact for today, for today's episode? Who got it? Who got it? <laughs> I think that's you, Donna, right? Okay. Oh, I think- Liana. <laughs> Was it Liana? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Liana. What oh is God. our fun fact for today? So... According to Uncle Google, Uncle G, which is what my aunt in Malaysia calls it, she's like, just look up on Uncle, oh, just ask Uncle G. And I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Google says. Wait, before, before you go to your fun fact and your Uncle G, my family, because you know how they say Miss Rona, right? So yeah. our family calls, our family calls the allergies Mr. G. So the worst couple in the world is Miss Rona and Mr. G. So <laughs> Go ahead, continue, Mr. Rona, Mr. G. You ain't not invited in my house. I'm just saying. Go on with your fun fact, girl. Okay, so uh, fun fact: Did you guys know that koalas' fingerprints are the same as humans, or like super similar? So, have you ever seen like a koala paw? Though they kind of do look. They look different. Mom, but the fingerprints is the same. 
Yeah. So they look different. Like, oh. it, you know, like it's tiny, like, I don't know, like a kangaroo paw, maybe? Smaller than our hands for sure. I have pretty small hands and I feel like it's smaller than this. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller than our hands for sure. But like the ridges and the swirlies, that's similar as the koala. So like if people are saying that like if you're a forensic detective or something and a koala is in the crime scene, like that's their worst nightmare because they can't distinguish between a koala fingerprint and a human fingerprint. That must suck for like Australian oh, police then, huh? Because there's koalas <laughs> a lot and then there's crime. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the fun fact for today. No, I love yeah. it. I love it. I love animal fun facts. Have you guys attended any like Academy of Sciences? I feel like those are just. Um, I did last week, but not this week. Actually, I think there is one at seven today. So I don't know if I'll attend. It was funny last time I attended because of the, the fun fact I had in the first episode. Oh, yeah. You guys are learning a lot about it. These animals, my gosh. <laughs> okay, well, tune in next time. Um, you can expect our next episodes to come in on Wednesdays now because I think we've agreed to make it We Just Want a Wednesdays. Hashtag WJWW. Oof. Ooh. So make sure you don't miss out and see you guys next time. Bye. Podcast people, we out. Bye-bye. <laughs>